Hello, and welcome to Epri Current. I'm your host, Bill Florence, and today we've got a really wonderful program for you. It's all about innovation. I'm so happy to welcome my guest today, Dan Kaloran, who's the program manager for Epri's Global Innovation Hub. Dan, welcome to the show. You want to maybe just give us a little quick little bio or some background of you before we get started? Sure. Thanks, Bill, for having me. Appreciate being on. Yeah, I lead EPRI's Global Innovation Hub, which focuses on our work with utilities to improve the process around how they innovate within their organizations. Uh, that's kind of been my experience within the industry prior to coming to EPRI. I've been at EPRI for three years and prior to that worked at a couple utilities in strategy and innovation roles. So most of my career has been focused around how utilities uh, innovate within their businesses to try to drive some improvement. Now, speaking of innovation, like this, one of the programs that you're responsible for in your role is Incubate Energy Labs. What is Incubate Energy Labs? Um, uh, give us an overview of that and some of the stuff that it does. Incubate Energy Labs, or IEL as we often call it as shorthand, is really a, a mechanism for utilities to interact with early stage companies around new innovations in their business. So often you'll hear us refer to startups uh, or companies at an earlier stage of maturity. Uh, often they're looking to collaborate with utilities and EPRI around trialing or validating their technology. And IEL is a mechanism for them to do that. Uh, one of the main issues that we try to address is, is a phenomenon known as death by pilot, uh, which those in the industry may have heard of. The idea that a company who's early in their maturity has to go one by one to each organization to validate their technology. Uh, this can take time. It's costly for both the startup and the utility. And so we try to address that by bringing utilities together to share access to demonstrations with startups in ways that hopefully improve the speed at which those projects can be validated and then the impact that those uh, can have in utility organizations. Now, how does that process work? I mean, you know, if when, I mean, say I'm a company, I want to maybe get involved or an uh, energy company, I want to get involved with um you know, startups or something like this, but what is the, the actual program that that Incubate Energy Labs does? And again, I'm going to like you. I'm going to refer to it as IEL from this point on. So it's an open call for any startup is welcome to apply and uh, submit to EPRI a concept of uh, technology process or improvement that they want to demonstrate as part of the program. Uh, so each year we have an open call for applications. Uh, there's very little restrictions on who can apply, and the aim is to get as broad a sample of what might be some interesting projects for our utility members and EPRI tech staff to consider. Uh, from that, we go through a process of uh, reviewing and winnowing down the number of companies. It's often uh, referred to as down select, uh, and it's quite challenging, as you might appreciate there's often as many as 200 companies that apply for the program each year. And we're only able to work with uh, around 15 to 20 of them in a given year. So there's a lot of thought that goes into the review uh, of those applications, of the projects that they're proposing to uh, EPRI and utility members. And ultimately, those who uh, reach that down select phase are invited to a live pitch event 
so they can interact directly with EPRI and utility members around their demonstration. And from that, uh, as many as uh, are feasible, progress to an actual project uh, pilot or demonstration, which is then run uh, within a 16-week demonstration window for the purpose of, again, trying to insert some speed uh, into that demonstration process. And that pitch day is similar. I mean, you know, maybe like if you were a new company going after funding or something like this. I mean, it's what, a quick five minutes you're standing there and, you know, those companies are giving it their best shot and trying to find a energy company partner. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. I have a lot of respect for our startup uh, founders and presenters because we put them on a the clock. They have five minutes to showcase what it is they think is valuable about their company or technology and make that clearly known to the audience in the room. So it's a lot like a pitch you might see in other forums. And the essence is to try to boil it down as quickly as possible into what are the most valuable parts of the project. And so we can get uh, through, obviously, more uh, companies and get a better sense of what their work might entail. You know, I attended the, the pitch day this year that was out in Phoenix, and it was fascinating. I mean, watching the companies get up there and just, you know, uh, quickly go through the, you know, tell a little story about the, the, their companies and then talk about the value uh, or why they were doing what they were doing, and then the value that they could bring to uh, potential partners with it. It was um, it was really amazing. It was it was sad that some do, did not get to move on because everybody had wonderful ideas, but uh, it was it was a great experience. So I mean, for like an energy company, I mean, what's the what's what's the real value for them? You know, when it comes to all this, yeah. What we find at our <clears throat> member utilities is they're often very interested in the solutions that startup companies are pursuing, but it can be challenging to work with startups for a variety of reasons. They're typically small companies in an earlier stage of development, and many have not uh, previously done a project with a large energy provider in the past. So a lot of what uh, we try to focus on is uh, making the, the transaction and the interaction between those utility members and EPRI staff and the startup company as seamless as possible. Uh, we do that through a variety of different mechanisms, but really focused on how do we get to a, a quick proof of concept type validation project in a short timeline. Uh, the other thing that's a, a keen area of focus is how to keep the costs and commitment reasonable. Uh, part of the reason we do it in 16 weeks is to save uh, uh, resources on both the startup and the uh, utility side of the equation. So again, it's trying to validate uh, new technology processes or, or models quickly in a way that gives utility members exposure to something that they may wanna consider at a deeper level after the, the, the pilot. And uh, quite often, the project that we run through IEL is the first of a couple, and often there's follow-on work that's pursued uh, with EPRI or an energy provider who's seen things within a demonstration that they're interested in and then wants to pursue uh, maybe more substantial work with that company in the future. So, Dan, you've been involved with innovation for quite a period, some time. Where do you see innovation heading uh, at least in the energy industry. Yeah, there, there's a lot of different flavors of innovation, I'll say. And it's it's a broad term, right? But it can mean a lot of different things in different contexts. 
And I think a lot of that's what we see from a trend standpoint. So uh, often when uh, the industry is experiencing periods of, uh, of financial uncertainty uh, or maybe pressured from a cost standpoint, then the type of innovation that tends to get focused on is continuous improvement, uh, incremental innovation it's sometimes ca called, but it really focuses on what are near-term savings, efficiencies, or performance improvements that can be driven from within the organization. Uh, a, a few years ago, uh, I recall a lot more of the focus was on more transformational innovation because there's a lot of conversation around would the utility business model uh, be changed significantly? Would technology uh, come into the equation that would really change the prospects uh, for the industry? And so in those timeframes, a lot more focus was on transformational uh, innovation. How do you create new businesses or new product lines or new services for the organization? I think it's always challenging to predict where it might head in the future, but I think uh, there's definitely a trend towards more incremental innovation as a focus. Uh, utilities are pressured from an inflation and cost standpoint, and obviously there's economic headwinds that they're facing that will likely cause them to really focus on their incremental innovation. But one area that uh, transformative innovation is really occurring is uh, from a technology standpoint, particularly on new uh, generation technologies and things like battery storage. Uh, you see a lot of public funds uh, flowing into these areas. And that's really exciting because it's a resource that can be used to improve and mature technologies that utilities uh, will ultimately be the buyers and owners of. Uh, so I think you'll see a much quicker pace of innovation from a technology standpoint, particularly around generation and storage uh, in the coming years because of uh, those investments and what's happening uh, within those sectors. Why is EPRI involved in, I guess, in innovation? And what, what does EPRI get out of this or what, what value does that uh, bring to the organization? Great question. Yeah, EPRI exists uh, from my standpoint to facilitate information sharing and collaboration among the electric utility and broader energy industry. And so for those folks who are responsible for innovation at their organizations, they're often looking for best practices or collaboration from others who are pursuing similar opportunities or maybe facing similar challenges. So EPRI is really a mechanism to share that information in a productive way and in a way that can be sensitive to confidentiality and other considerations that uh, many folks will have in those conversations. And there's really no organization that's better positioned to support that collaboration across the industry. Uh, the, other, the other point that I would raise is that utilities, uh, though they vary in their geography and their customer base and the specific dynamics of their environment, they face very similar challenges and often confront similar hurdles from a technology standpoint. So that's really what IEL focuses on, is that a common challenge that one utility has may be shared by several others. And if there's a solution out there, why not test it together in a way that hopefully can uh, speed up and make that test more efficient, but also speed the deployment and ultimate commercialization that can come from those technologies being proven out.
You mentioned some some hurdles that uh, that would need to be overcome. I'm assuming financial is one, if maybe not the major one. But what are some other hurdles that the companies may be facing? A lot of what we focus on within IEL is the speed to deployment. Um, so energy providers are very much solution oriented. They're trying to solve problems, but uh, there's things that stand in the way of them simply deploying new technology in their business. And often there's very good reason for that. There's regulatory considerations, cybersecurity, safety, other operational considerations that are really important for them to consider when evaluating whether to adopt a new technology. But all those can contribute to the process moving quite slowly at times. And then the value that everyone's seeking often isn't produced on a timeline that really supports the investment made up front. From a startup standpoint, they're very much focused on their timeline. They're often dependent on investor or other capital to support their business growth. And so time's money for them in a very real way. And so the commercialization journey, if it takes several years, can be quite challenging. And and many uh, don't make it like startups and in other industries as well. Uh, So a lot of what we focus on is trying to improve that process, speed up that commercialization journey in a way that gets solutions to deployment quicker. And a lot of how we measure our success is not the outcome of the pilot or demonstration that we run, but whether we're seeing that company still in operation in the sector in two and three years time because that likely means that they're finding a commercialization pathway that's helping them scale their solution. And for us, that means they're targeting value that our members and EPRI uh, highlighted as being very important. We spent some you know time talking about value to the energy companies and to, to EPRI, but what about for startups? I mean, I mean, I guess regardless of whether a startup, I mean, once they apply to be part of Incubate Energy Labs or go through this process, and then ultimately, maybe they'll be selected, you know, to go through, and through to, until demo days. If they're not selected, is there still value to a startup company to participate in this process, even if they're maybe they don't make it all the way to the end? Absolutely. So every company that applies to Incubate Energy Labs is evaluated by a group of utility experts and EPRI technical experts. This past year, we had over 200 individuals participate in that review process. So any company that applies gets the opportunity to have that review by industry stakeholders who have a very important perspective on whether that technology or solution is going to be viable. Uh, So uh, first and foremost, I think from an exposure standpoint, it's important to get that information out to decision makers who have authority to Uh, direct pilots and decide which technologies get tested. For those companies that advance to the pitch event, uh, IEL is is very much focused on converting as many of those as possible to actual demonstrations. So you see some models uh, pick a winner of their challenge. We don't do that on purpose. We want multiple winners. Our idea of success is when multiple companies are demonstrating their solutions across our research footprint and our with our utility members. 
And so we focus more on quality and volume as opposed to picking one and saying they're the best or, or, or most positioned to be valuable. And I think that model is a little different than others in the industry in a way that hopefully promotes a, a greater number of projects actually getting tested. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, that commercialization journey continuing uh, for those companies. Dan, tell us a little bit more about the specific projects that, that are worked on in IEL. This is one of the most exciting parts of IEL from my perspective, Bill, because we work on such a diverse set of projects. We've tested batteries. We've tested smart controllers on the grid and on transmission lines. We've looked at smart charging of electric vehicles. So it's a quite diverse set of projects that really reflect all the different areas in which utilities are looking to innovate. But as you might expect, there's a, a lot of focus on decarbonization and sustainability. How do we re reduce emissions and make the impact to the earth more manageable? A lot around smart controllers, analytics, how do we use data better to make decisions or drive efficiency? And a lot about new technologies that utilities might interact with, but where EPRI can provide a perspective on some of the considerations that need to be put in before these actually get deployed on the grid or in a neighborhood. This is what I, what the, uh, the IEL's, what, fifth year, sixth year of, of having this is... That's right. We're just starting off our sixth cycle. So one of the things that I've noticed is that there's been a tremendous growth. I mean, this, we're not just talking about domestic, you know, U.S.-based companies, uh, either as for the startups, early stage companies, and then the their uh, energy company partners. I mean, there's been a lot of growth um, in this program from an international standpoint, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, and it's a bit of a personal journey for me. I was fortunate and enough to be part of the initial group of individuals who really created Incubate Energy Labs as a partnership between APRI and American Electric Power, where I was working at the time. But since then, it's grown, as you mentioned, internationally, at, where we have representation from utilities in Europe, in South America, and across North America. And we're always looking to expand that as well. And what we find in that is kind of what I mentioned earlier, that utilities face very similar challenges despite real differences in their geography and customer base and, and regulation. And so over time, I think the model has been proven out uh, to be an effective one at really bringing those use cases together, uh, finding startup companies that are pursuing solutions to them, and then working collaboratively to demonstrate and then share results uh, across all the members of the collective. This this has been a great conversation, Dan, but I think in closing, I mean, so November 1st and 2nd um, will be the demo day event, the sort of the, the, culminating, um, the culminating event for, I guess, this year's cohort of, of, of startups and stuff like this. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm really excited that we'll be in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, November 1st and 2nd for what we call Demo Day, which for those who've uh, never heard or maybe been to one, is simply the opportunity for startup companies to showcase what they worked on as part of their demonstration through IEL. Uh, it's a very much hands-on, interactive event the aim is to get all participants to be aware of the project that was run. But more importantly, 
it really functions to get conversation going about what's next. So demo day is a way to think about the future of those technologies and collaborations. Uh, but we bring it all together in one event to make it easy for people to participate and for a lot of interaction to occur between energy providers, EPRI researchers, and obviously the startup companies who are bringing the solutions uh, that we're all looking for. And if you want more information about that, you can go to www.epri.com and, there, and go to the Incubate Energy Labs page there to get more information about the event. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. It's really been informative, and I think that our listeners have gotten a lot out of it and learning about more about innovation within the industry. Um, so, again, thank you very much. That's going to do it for this episode of, of Epri Current. I'm Bill Florence. We'll see you next time. If you like today's show, we invite you to subscribe to our podcast and feel free to share the podcast with your colleagues and friends. For more information about EPRI, please visit our website at www.epri.com. And don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter at EPRI News. Together, we are shaping the future of energy.